To think that we know what we need to be doing as good or even better than he does would just be silly when you think about it. So actually submitting to God and just learning to obey him makes a lot of sense. You are listening to the Hope Valley Podcast, a weekly production of Hope Valley Church in Winchester, Virginia, with your host, Pastor Sam Rogers. Hello, and welcome to Sunday Morning with Hope Valley Church. Today, we're starting a new series called Practical Gifts, where we will be learning about and hopefully demystifying the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know, if you're like many people, the gifts of the Holy Spirit may be a topic you're unfamiliar with. Maybe you've heard about them, but aren't really sure what they are or how you can grow in exercising spiritual gifts in your own life. So we will be taking these next four lessons to learn what they are and why we receive them and how to use them in a biblical way that honors God and ministers to other people. And we'll also be looking at the connection between character and gifting and which one we should really be valuing. So we will be in the book of 1 Corinthians for this series and specifically chapter 12, 13, and 14. In these three chapters, the Apostle Paul gives very clear and practical teaching on how to understand and exercise the gifts of the Holy Spirit in the church, and in our daily lives. And today, we're going to begin in just the first six verses of chapter 12, because if we're going to understand the gifts of the Holy Spirit, there are some things we're going to have to understand about God first. So let's read these six verses and then unpack some of the key points that are going to be critical for our understanding going forward. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting in verse 1, it says, With regard to spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were often led astray by speechless idols, however you were led. So I want you to understand that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are different gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are different ministries, but the same Lord. And there are different results, but the same God who produces all of them in everyone. Okay, so let's break this uh, down, uh, just some of the key points being said here. First, and maybe most importantly, is that we serve a God who speaks. You know, for a long time, I used to struggle understanding why Paul began his lessons on spiritual gifts this way. I mean, he says, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. I mean, what does that mean, really? And what is the relevance of making that point? Well, let me tell you a story. Several years ago, I was on a mission trip to India in an area where many of the people are Hindu. And one of the things you see when driving through the villages is, you know, how each one of them have a statue of a god that that village worships. 
I'm talking about statues that they've built, uh, they've painted, and that they pray to. And, and one day, when we were driving by one of these, the Lord reminded me of this passage in 1 Corinthians. And he began to speak to me and show me how our relationship with him is not like the relationship that these people had with the statues of gods that they built. You know, in their religion, these people tell their gods that they are God. But with the Lord, it is he who tells us that he is God. In other words, we know that the Lord is God because he tells us and not because he tells them. So God is the initiator of our relationship with him. And that is an important thing we have to keep in mind when we are learning to use the gifts that he gives us. We also see in this passage the clear teaching that God works through really a large variety of people and gifts and methods, and all of them are from him, working together to accomplish his plan. And so to receive and use the gifts of the Holy Spirit requires that we submit to his initiative and are willing to let him empower us for the work he has for us. In other words, getting spiritual gifts is not like becoming a superhero. We don't just get powers and then go off and use them on our own however we see fit. No, we receive power from him when needed to do the work that you know he's given us to do. So there's some pretty clear implications of all this. First, uh, the clear implication here is that receiving and using these gifts of the Holy Spirit requires submission and obedience to God. Like I know those aren't sexy words, but we have to keep in mind who God is. You know, His wisdom and understanding are both infinite and perfect. And what is so beautiful is that He invites us to be part of the amazing work that He wants to do. To think that we know what we need to be doing as good or even better than he does would just be silly when you think about it. So actually submitting to God and just learning to obey him makes a lot of sense. A second implication of this passage is that the more we use the gifts God has given us, the more our perspective will begin to shift more and more we will see things the way that he sees them, we'll learn to move at his speed, even our anxiety will begin to decrease as we learn to appreciate his timing. There's also a third implication in this passage, and that is that being led and gifted by the Holy Spirit is something we actually have to practice. You know, when it comes to what we think and do, we're all pretty much used to being in charge. Submitting those things to God so that His Spirit can lead us to think and say and do is something that takes a lot of practice. But the more we do it, the more we will see God move in our lives and use us as part of His wonderful work in the lives of the people around us. Oh, and as a beautiful bonus, we get transformed in the process, becoming people that look and sound and act more like Jesus. Okay, so you're hearing me say all of this, and maybe you're on board and you're asking, okay, so what do I do? How do I actually do this? Well, let me start by giving you one simple thing to practice starting today, and that is simply learning to hear from God. You know, listening to God 
is kind of like a muscle that you need to exercise. The more you work, uh, you know, you put your work into it, the better it will be. And it's actually not very complicated. It involves doing the things you've probably heard before, but that you need to, you know, like actually start doing regularly, right? Here it is. You're going to need to spend time in prayer and spend time studying the Bible. If you want to hear from God, start with the book that has like, you know, 1500 pages of what God sounds like when he speaks, right? Like, I know it sounds like an oversimplification, but trust me, the more of God's word that you put into your mind, the more you will be able to identify his voice when you hear it. And if studying the Bible is something you don't know how to do, we have something for you that might help. Just go to you know, the downloads page on our website. Uh, it's www.hopevalley.church. And you'll see on the page a button to download a document literally called How to Understand the Bible. Okay, Read that through you know, a few times, and I think you'll find uh, you know, you're more confident to start studying. Then, in your prayer time, ask God to speak to you and then spend time listening as you think about what you've read in the scriptures. Now, you might be hoping for a faster, less work-required way of hearing from God, but I'm sorry to tell you there really aren't any shortcuts to this. Like any relationship, it requires time, patience, and learning. So don't give up. Stay at it. One of the encouragements we have in Scripture is that God is never very far from us and that He actually loves to reveal Himself to those who seek Him with all of their heart. So this week, take that time to practice talking to God and giving Him time to speak back to you. The next week, we're going to look at the different kinds of gifts that we receive from the Holy Spirit and why they are you know, so important. And useful in our lives. But before we go, I would like to leave you with some questions to consider and pray about this week. Now, I know that these may be challenging and even invasive, but I really encourage you to give them time and thought and prayer. Often, we struggle hearing God speak because our thoughts and desires are so loud that His voice is really getting drowned out. So the first question I have for you this week is, what thought patterns are causing problems for you? you know, thought patterns like stewing, overthinking, going in circles, you know, things like that. The second question is, what areas of your mind and emotions are you really not submitting to God? And then the third question is, what desires or needs are you unwilling or resistant to surrender to God? All right, well, thanks for taking the time to be with us today. I pray that God will truly reveal himself to you this week as you seek him out. May you be richly blessed by his love, his presence, and peace today and every day. We love you. Bye-bye. We are so glad you have joined us today. To learn more about Hope Valley Church and get access to free resources, just go to www.hopevalley.church. Hope Valley is a church based in Winchester, Virginia that meets in homes around the region. 
So if you'd like to find out more about home churches, how they work, and how to locate one near you, just go to hopevalley.church/house. Thanks again for joining us and may God bless you today.